and <laughs> Matt Groening did a poor job of phrasing. He says, well, I mean, kind of. And everyone's like, oh, Futurama's coming back. And he's like, no, 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 no. Welcome to episode 107. This episode of 2 will see me talk about where the hell have we been? Disney sweetens the deal. And San Diego Comic-Con, we're getting too old for this shit. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Uh, Anton, uh, what the hell happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> We've been on kind of like a three-week hiatus. Yeah, unplanned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I actually, well, after Comic-Con, I, I, I went to another convention the week after. Business convention. So, yeah, so I went to two conventions within the last three weeks, uh, Comic-Con and then a professional beauty uh, conference in Vegas. Well, yeah, it was... <laughs> Uh, uh, podcast business, family week, and then business business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it was for the last three weeks. I, I mean, I, I had a great time uh, at Comic Con, and we're, we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, and then I had uh, some. I mean, I, I was helping my sister move, so uh, that that was a bit of uh, downtime. But uh, other than that, I, I got to, I got to eat. Um, at the Taco King. I don't know if you know who the Taco King is. If he's not brown, it's offensive. Oh, he's he's brown. Okay. <laughs> uh he, he's one of the chefs on um on Chef's uh, actually Final Table on uh, Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that had the street taco, like he sold yeah. his tacos like his first business was selling tacos in a parking lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now he's selling tacos in Hong Kong too, which is kind of crazy. I mean, Asians like their tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do, dude. The 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 um, uh, Mexicali Taco and Co, which is the 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 actual taco place up in L.A., mm-hmm. it's co-owned by an Asian guy. With yeah. him, um, I, I'm curious. The people in Hong Kong were confused that you know why are their tortillas look so flat? Why are they not like steamed and fluffy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you know about that? I mean, I I don't know if you know anything about the, these guys. Uh, no, just what I saw on the final table. I really don't know much okay. of like the actual business so, in Hong Kong. So while these guys were selling after, like you know, the whole parking lot thing, they got a truck. Um, there's this Asian guy. Forgot his name. Sorry. Um, he kept coming by every single day to eat tacos there, and he's like, dude, this is one of the best tacos I've ever had. And he would bring his friends and stuff like that. And then one day he's like, hey. Uh, Ochoa, I, I think that's his last name. Oh, time out, uh, time out. First off, you know yes. for a fact that they nicknamed mm-hmm. him Chino. No, I'm it, talking about. Are you talking about the Asian guy? Yeah, you know for a fact. I'm about that the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Mexican guy nicknamed the Asian guy Chino. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Saying. So he's like, hey, Ochoa, uh, which is the the guy, uh, the yeah. Mexican guy. Yeah. Why don't you open up a restaurant? And the guy's like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm fine the way I am. <laughs> he's like, I'll be a partner. I'll fund the money. And he's like, all right, cool. So then they open up the the, yeah. the taco shop. Yeah, that, that was my other thing. And like, why don't you open a restaurant? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is not my first choice. You know, like, if I had the option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, dude, uh, Al Pastor. Oh, my God. It's so freaking good. 
uh probably one of the best yeah you mentioned it when we went to go have a uh, dinner in, in uh hunting beach we had the pho mm-hmm. um that pho 101 the, yeah shout out yeah mm-hmm. um that they weren't that pricey i mean it, it was pricier than like you know, you know taqueria tacos but they were still like recently priced uh-huh uh, well, uh hey i i also went to this uh, other taco place up in santa Ana. um it, it's it's a place that specializes in carnitas i don't know if you're familiar with this oh uh, el toro is it let me see let me, let me double check it's on uh it's not fifth street i know that it's on wait is it on fifth street i think it's on fifth street um carnitas european what up on uh no, I don't think I've been there before. I I I I need to see uh, I need on any Google cuz if I can see the 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 sign or like the storefront maybe I can recognize it but uh, it's a picture of a bunch of pigs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh Santa Ana, California. Let's see here. Yeah, so anyways, while you're doing that, um yeah. dude, their tacos are freaking huge at uh, Carnitas uh Urapan? Ura Ura Pan. Ura Pan. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking huge, and it's only like three bucks each, which Never is kind of rea- crazy to me. <laughs> Never realized how Japanese that name sounds. What <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, usually, when I'm so used to eating a lot of Mexican tacos, where it's mostly El Carbon size, mm-hmm. and this is like the first time I've ever had a taco that is like all meat. You don't even taste a tortilla that much. All you taste is just the meat um yeah i mean that the, well i mean that's where the flavor's at oh but it's uh, a lot of meat yeah i mean i've never been to this place but just looking at it that's mm-hmm. legit yeah i mean i see really i see legit. at least i see at least like five pickup trucks around it a pepsi truck just parked behind it, mm-hmm. it yeah no it, it looks like it used to be somebody's house actually it looks like it's in the middle of a residential area so yeah it's legit I, I mean, i've it, never it been there but i've asked for the legit. food <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude it's good uh, yeah so I, I i i was expecting you know to have like uh, a lot of different types of tacos but carnitas only is kind of crazy uh i mean they did have um cabeza which is head, head. yeah yeah um damn uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't i can't do that dude i can't eat that like lengua cabeza i can't i no? can't eat that it's a texture thing um oh, okay yeah, so while we're talking about tacos, uh, I, I was also drooling over tacos like the week, the, uh, the first week we were off from the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my girlfriend, we started checking out that sh- that special on Netflix, Taco Chronicles. Oh, yeah, I oh, love that. Dude, dude we were we The were first drooling. episode totally like kills you every single time they, they eat a taco or cook a taco or make a taco. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, we were planning on talking about this, but just a like, quick, quick uh, uh, recap of what it is. Uh, Taco Chronicles, it's it's a documentary series. Every episode talks about different form of tacos. So first episode is al pastor. There's canitas, canasta, asada, uh, barracua, uh, guisado. I don't know what that one is. I need to watch that one and learn more about it. But it, it's, yeah. dude, every one of them is like, oh, it looks so bomb. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. kind of cool like that you get to see the origins on how tacos came to be. Because necessity tacos were, weren't tacos before. It was basically uh, a, a different version of pita euros, or a lot of people would say gyros. Gyros. I call euros, them euros. Euros. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Not, not just that, but I mean, it was 
it, it was something easy to eat that you didn't need utensils for. So it was a quick lunch. Mm-hmm. It was good street food. Uh, it just it, it was good for like a working class uh, economy there. Yeah, so, and it was supposed to be lamb, but then they didn't have lamb, so they started making <laughs> whatever is available. Oh, what do we have? It's a little piggy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, uh, I got I got sidetracked on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we we had we had fun. We had uh, what else did we do? I think my, that's all. That's the only interaction I had with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? My my time off has been pretty uneventful, except for uh, this past two days, or actually yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. where my, my girlfriend's mom was like half an hour, uh, half an hour, um, or missed, uh, a guy going on a killing spree by half an hour. Ooh. Did you hear about that Garden Grove, uh, uh stabber? Right? Oh yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. It, it, the, the guy pretty much went through like this whole like path down Harbor, uh, Harbor Boulevard, uh, slashing st- people, slashing people, robbing certain stores, whatever. And one of the stops is at a, at a liquor store or a gasoline station, mm-hmm. uh, which my girlfriend's mom happens to go to for lottery tickets. She says she went to that one and like, she's like, yeah, it's weird. There's all this police tape around it. So I had to go to another one. And then like the, the this morning, they posted a timeline of like the guys like, like stabbing spree. She easily missed it by half an hour, dude. Like she went wow. there, she went there like around seven. He, the guy was there like at six twenty four, six twenty five. Well, that's that's a good thing. What whoever stopped her from going half an hour early? It's yeah, I know. It's insane. You know what? She was walking, uh, my my girlfriend's nephew. So I'm pretty sure like a little three year old kid walking kind of slowed her down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah dude, that's not, a good thing yeah so that's been kind of the the new story in orange county like, the past couple days mm-hmm. um and of course everybody made it political uh made it about mm-hmm. guns and made it about race mm-hmm. so fun story yeah. yep <laughs> so uh yeah i drove to vegas after the whole uh california thing and um i worked on the booth and it turns out that we hired a spokesperson for um <laughs> the company that we were working on it turns uh, out you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know until like... Uh, was it a last-minute decision? Well, you yeah, were... well, sort of. I, I, I knew we had a spokesperson coming, but I didn't know how big of a celebrity that person was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I knew when I heard the name, I was like, whoa, we're getting this person? Um, so, And then we... you realize, whoa, we paid for this person? <laughs> yeah so she is a very famous person uh in the vietnamese community she is a super host i would call her a uh, mega star mc i really Uh, thought you were gonna say she's a super (laughs) host 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 okay sorry yeah no no offense to her i just thought that's what you're gonna say i'm like oh god yeah, so uh, there is a show called uh, Paris by Night. I probably mentioned this before. And she is the one of the two hosts of the, the main uh, show. So we were able to get our hands on, not hands on. <laughs> we were able to hire her to be our spokesperson. And dude, for the two days that she was there, our booth was super packed. And, uh, um, okay, so l- let me tell you this story. My my grandpa has been a big fan of this lady. Her name is uh, Nguyen 
Kauki Ying, which is um, not really well transversed into English. Uh, it's really hard to say it in English or how you pronounce it. But anyways, my grandpa is a big fan of her for years now. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, um, my grandpa went to one of the signings, uh, one of her signings, and he had a Tommy Hilfiger jacket that my mom gave him, and he had her sign. And till this day, he hasn't washed it, but he wears it quite often to uh, drink coffee in the morning with his buddies just to show off that, you know, he got a signature from uh, this lady. And at the same time, he also has a picture of him and her in his room. So now, whenever I see my grandpa, I can tell him that I partied with her in Vegas. And then he said, never, never shower. Never shower. Make your grandpa (laughs) proud. Never shower again. Yeah. So there's a lot of pictures um, that I can't really show, uh, but... uh, I it's uh it's fun. Did I, I did see your Snapchat um Sunday Which night? One? Sunday night? Sunday night? Saturday, Saturday night. What Bro. did I do? Uh uh a, a, a giant big penthouse? Oh. Oh yeah, th- those are one of the parties. Okay. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I posted that?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay, yeah, no, dude, like I, and that's the thing, like I would see your post I'm like, "Well, oh, he's definitely busy there." Um mm-hmm. How was it called? Doesn't tell you. Oh, so that the that's also the the convention you had to do the booth building for that we mentioned mm-hmm. either last episode or the episode prior, right? Yeah, it was a lot of work. Uh, but it paid off. No. Eh, I'm not doing this next year. I can tell you that this is way too much work. <laughs> Are you guys gonna hire somebody to do it again? Or are you guys Dude, just gonna get the Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you the the worst part of the whole thing. Um, on the last day, uh, the convention closed yeah. and we started breaking everything down. The only problem was, uh, after we broke down everything, we can't really put anything, uh, we can't put anything back mm-hmm. to ship to where we need to ship it to because we didn't have the pallets to put it on and we didn't have the containers to put our stuff into. So how did you guys get it there to begin with? They're in storage. So we had to wait for these people to bring our stuff to put into mm-hmm. and because the whole the whole floor started being so chaotic there's no way for them to drive all the stuff in mm-hmm. so uh the thing about the the convention in vegas is they have a separate warehouse where they store everything for everybody mm-hmm. so uh they go on trips so they would drive over there bring a couple trucks over unload all the trucks and then you go back so the the show ended at three. We didn't get our pallets to clean up until like eight thirty. So we just cleaned up, got everything ready to pack by like five o'clock, and we had to wait like three and a half hours to get our to get, stuff. So we yeah put it to together. get everything cleared out. Jeez. Yeah. So then once we got our our, our containers and our our pallets, we started putting everything in. Uh, and then when we're done, we look at the time. It's ten thirty. Just in time for the party. <laughs> there was no party. Everybody's going home. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing this next year. Okay, so and then and that's my question: Are you guys going to pay for some sort of logistics company or extra help, or are you uh, are you personally going to sit this one out? Uh, I I mean I'm okay if do, doing it again if the booth is easy to put together okay. and uh, put away because uh, there was so many parts. You're like. 
All right, guys, we're just going to get a banner. <laughs> yeah. Ban- oh, please. I wish it was just a banner. Um, yeah. No, that's a pain in the ass, dude. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you made it out one piece, two conventions, back to back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the manual labor of helping a family member move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Don. Uh, what do you say we get the show started? Okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, starting off with news as always, uh, mm-hmm. Disney Plus has given us another little peek at what we're going to be looking at. What we're going to be getting in November. They've announced mm-hmm. a pricey uh, a bundle package, bundle package, a bundle uh, tier that includes Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu for twelve ninety nine. That's a steal, dude. That is probably one of the best packages I, anyone can ever ask for. I would have been happy with just a Hulu Disney Plus bundle, but they're throwing the ESPN Plus in there. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the the Hulu is going to be the ad one, the advertising mm-hmm. one, which is the one I have now. So no really big deal mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Disney Plus, I mean, the, I think ESPN Plus, I don't know exactly what is included. I don't know if there's going to be live sporting events or um, they're going to limit it to which ones they show. But mm-hmm. that's gonna be easier for cord cutters to uh, to finally get to rid switch. of some, yeah to finally mm-hmm. get rid of uh, cable companies. See, uh, um, you know, looking into the future, I think I'm gonna have my kid watch a lot of the stuff that I would curate for my kid to watch mm-hmm. instead of uh, them choosing what they want to watch. So no, and, no more just putting it in YouTube.com and just said, here, just go over the recommended. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want my kid to watch like quality content. Not saying that, you know, YouTube doesn't have quality content. But you have to know it's how to find that, it. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and and plus, like it's, they're so exposed to so many other things on there Yeah, that I, I don't think it's a, a good way to approach that um, being a child. Well, well So the, anyways. I mean, the, the parents mm-hmm. that I know that have tablets for their kids or phones for their kids that they like there's no internet connection uh but they preload uh like netflix shows and stuff like that onto it so i mean they're kind of is that what you're thinking like kind of curating that way or yeah curating that way um because you don't know what they they're watching uh you know they're just tapping 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 and then or what even, happens if they or even, press on the wrong thing well even if know? the algorithm kind of like messes up and like suggests something else because of like whatever video can be attached to mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'm excited dude yeah uh, i i would totally cancel my hulu cancel my i i can't cancel espn i already have that included in the cable uh but yeah i'll cancel hulu so i could do that whole bundle yeah uh i wonder i'm sure by either late september early october uh, we're gonna uh, the Hulu subscribers are gonna be getting the offer for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it should make the transition easier for the bundle instead of just having to cancel Hulu and then re-signing up again through Disney mm-hmm. Plus. So I mean, I, I'm down. I mean, I was already gonna get Disney Plus, so if they're on a bundle with Hulu, I'll just add that on. I'll you know if it's a package on Hulu or whatever, I'll I'll just add it mm-hmm. onto it. Yeah. So yay. Uh, my only concern is I hope it's gonna be all under one app. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they're gonna be separate for a while. For a while, yeah, man. Yeah. That's true. I mean, well, you still have the Apple thing where they they uh, combine all that for you. <clears throat> yeah, but well, I mean that's true though because the 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 Fox purchase is fairly new, so mm-hmm. uh, maybe they yeah maybe they're not gonna be that prepared. 
All right, Anton. Uh, what is? Uh, I, I think NBC still owns a portion of Hulu, so I don't think they're merging that anytime soon. Okay. All right, Anton. So what is Epic Universe? So Universal finally, finally came out to the convention. Uh, I think it was uh, last week where they an- announced the official name for their fifth park. Uh, it is called Epic Universe. And uh, we talked about this before uh, where I was saying that they bought this piece of land um, by uh, the convention, Orange County Convention Center out here. Mm-hmm. And it, the, uh, the park itself is going to be the same size as the whole entire property of three, three of the current parks mm-hmm. um, or four, four current four parks. Is it four parks? Sorry. Uh, um, through... This is going to be Universal's fourth park because there's yeah. the Islands of Venture, the studios. Uh, Universal Orlando, uh, Volcano Bay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really mention or talk about uh, what's going to be inside of the parks at all, but we already know that Nintendo Land's coming. Uh, we already know that... Um, uh, Universal kind of wants to do their own Monsters Universe uh, land mm-hmm. because they have uh, properties like Beetlejuice, uh, The Mummy, um, Wolf, Wolfman. Um, yeah, the, the Frankenstein. Yeah, the, the classic Monsters uh, mm-hmm. universe they're trying to create. Yeah, so they, they, they want to do a whole land dedicated to that. And I can see in the future they're going to be doing a lot of more movies about these uh, monsters Um, because I mean they own the franchise of all of these so they're going to keep on redoing them and making them fresh yeah all I know is that their attempt at what was it the the mummy franchise with Tom Cruise uh, that took a nosedive yeah it it really did Uh, they were planning to do a whole like combination where all the monsters Mm -hmm. are in the same universe but uh, I don't know what the status is because of that movie. Um, but anyways, uh, it, it's good news for Universal to do that. Um, I think Disney probably has to do something to counter this. But I don't think we're going to get anything until D23, which is this month, right? Uh, August. Oh, yeah. We're in August. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So <sighs> hopefully Disney is going to announce some new things. Uh, I have a feeling not a new park, but maybe something where they can probably uh, take a whole piece of land out and do something new. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're going to be announcing because I feel at least the Marvel side of things, they mm-hmm. they made the big announcements already, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about in Comic-Con. The, I mean, if you haven't already heard, but I mean, we might mention it in Comic-Con section coming up. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see what, what, what's left. So definitely their, their Pixar side their park side um but yeah i i, I don't know i mean they just finished galaxy's edge mm-hmm. uh, i mean the only thing i think is how far along is the galaxy's edge in in orlando uh it opens at the end of this month okay so i mean they, they mm-hmm. see that's gonna be old news unless they mm-hmm. i don't know maybe future rides future I, I think um a certain part of animal kingdom is kind of outdated uh, i think it's the dinosaur area yeah, <laughs> yeah, di- dinosaur, Dinotopia USA or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be uh, gone. Yeah, they they need to take that out. Uh, mm-hmm. well, well, Jurassic Park's not that Disney. Hmm. 
Dinosaur? Oh, Jurassic Park is getting their own roller coaster at uh, at the Islands of Adventure side. Uh, I've been seeing some of the developments. Dude, they are way fast on this one. They, they're they're getting the pulls up very soon. Um, and uh, they did copyright a name for the roller coaster, but I think this is just... Uh, placeholder? A placeholder until they, uh, they, they get the actual name. It's called a Velociraptor Coaster. Velociraptor Coaster? Velocicoaster? Velocicoaster. I'm a ve- 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 coaster. V coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, ah, dude. I, I don't know. I, the, the the Animal Kingdom definitely does need a revamp. I think the last major thing they did, which is the f- the first ever right renovation they did, mm-hmm. was for the the uh, Avatar Land. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, like that's the only mm-hmm. other remodeling that they've done to Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah, I I hope they expand Avatar Land because. Dude, I with only one ride as the main attraction, and then the other boat ride is kind of like mediocre. Mm-hmm. I wish they expand something a little bit for the future movies. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what they add to it. All right, mm-hmm. so uh, in other news, one of our favorite directors and producers, which I'm gonna see one of those productions tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, Guillermo del Toro, he got his uh, star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he waved an American flag and it says, Vamos, cabrones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, he, he made a quote saying, uh, right now we are in a moment of great fear, great fear and great division because that's why, that's why fear is used. It's used to divide us. It's used to tell us that we're different and that we shouldn't trust each other, which almost seems like he's pitching a movie there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so his production company, or not production, but he produced uh, Scary Things to Tell in the Dark, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to be watching that tomorrow. So hopefully by next episode, I'll be able to give you a little recap on that. I'm excited, dude. This is one of the movies that we called, we talked about at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so excited when I saw that first trailer coming out at the beginning of the summer. I think during like the Marvel trailers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, people are going to say good things about it. Because I want to see... I mean, if this goes well, I'm excited to see more in the future uh my girlfriend was so proud of me when she saw i had the the complete collection in like the like one one book or whatever oh yeah she goes like (laughs) like like you're amazing i had the collection as a kid and i lost it now i have that (laughs) ah you guys can share yes exactly um yeah while we're talking about guillermo de toro I'm, i'm still waiting for that haunted mansion movie that he's working on um is that is he officially signed on for it or is he kind of just pitching no, he signed on for it. Okay. He wanted to do this movie because uh, going to the Haunted Mansion is where he gets his inspiration for all of his uh, imaginations. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I didn't know if it was one of those things where like they, like the the the, the per- director or producer are in talks with the studio and this, it just means that the studio is willing to listen for ideas, but they're not planning mm-hmm. anything yet. But yeah. okay, if he signed on, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, other news, uh, Danny Trejo uh, from Trejo Tacos and from Machete Movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to get the tacos first, first building there. Um, mm-hmm. He's a hero. Uh, let me make sure I pull it the right. So there was an accident yesterday. Uh, car got 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 hit by another car that ran a red light. Mm-hmm. The car flipped over, and there was a baby inside the car. He jumped in and t- and and uh, got the baby out safely. Wow. Yeah. Talk about like a, a real life 
superhero. It's kind of like a movie scene <laughs> or where he, he would just stop everything and go in and it's like going into the fire. Yeah, it's it's see seeing his interview is so funny, dude. It's still uh he, he still talks like a, like an uncle at a party. I'm not saying an uncle at a party. Uh but it it happened in the Silmar Silmar area in LA. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, dude, this is a really Mexican episode. Yeah, if I'm... I mean, we talked about tacos, we talked about uh Guillermo del Toro. We talked about Danny Trejo. That's true. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to come up in a bit, but uh, it was probably going to be Mexican-related. <laughs> That's true. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's find out, Anton. Let's go to our next uh, section. Where we're talking about Comic-Con. All right. Comic-Con. All right, Anton. Comic-Con just ended literally like what, three weeks ago? <laughs> Two weeks ago. <laughs> the go- going on the third weekend. Um, so, I mean, most of the news can be old news. So I, we kind of just want to talk about our experiences there mostly. Uh, yeah. Anton, what's the first thing you want to talk about here? Okay. So, uh, well, actually, let's on. talk. Actually, hold okay, on. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, let, let's talk about the Airbnb situation. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So I, okay. No, actually your cousin was three people. The, the three people that showed up first, I got there mm-hmm. fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably what seven of us by the time Josiah got there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of, we, we played Nintendo Switch. Uh, we smashed it up, you know. Uh, how many people were there by the end of Saturday night? Uh, there was uh like twelve. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll talk more about it later, but yeah, like that that house is crowded. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Josiah's from the Comic Syndicate. He, he kind of bunk. He bunked with us. We all kind of split the the Airbnb there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? That's a. It was a huge place. Uh, so I don't know who found it, if it was you or one of your cousins, but that, that was a good find and not mm-hmm. bad price. Yeah. And they gave us tips on how to get to the convention super fast. Yeah. That worked out really well. Um, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit complicated, but you know, for mm-hmm. free is free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll keep that a secret. Yes. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, besides the whole Airbnb. Uh, it seems like our whole trip was being taken care of for hospitality. Um, we got to experience a couple things. Yes. I tried to get into one thing. I'm just going to start with this big one uh, that I tried to get into, and that was the Marvel panel. Mm-hmm. And to get into the Marvel panel, you needed to line up a day before Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's Friday. So usually for any any of these types of uh, of events in the past, they usually put the busiest thing at the very beginning of the day. So that way it gives people a chance to see other panels that they want to see later on. So for example, if it's something that, you know, that is really popular, people are going to line up for it and those people will go in, see it and then leave. Yeah. So other people can go watch other things that are in that panel uh, or in that hall. That wasn't this year. They put the Marvel panel at the very end of Saturday. So if you wanted to get into that panel, you would have to line up the day before and hope to God that you're going to make it in. And then once you're in, you have to sit there the whole entire day to get to that panel. Mm Mm-hmm. So Friday rolls around, 
uh, I was able to see a couple things uh, in Hall H that I wanted to see, which I'll talk about in a bit. Um, after that, I lined up at four something, and they didn't really give out wristbands for the Marvel panel. Yeah. Until nine thirty at night, we didn't get wristbands until actually we didn't even get wristbands until like 11 30 mm-hmm. or 10 10 30 11 ish they stopped probably about 400 people in front of us and this lady that was in the line next to us she said that she was standing in the exact same area the day before mm-hmm. and she was able to get in yeah so what boggles my mind is how is that possible when we're standing in the exact same place and she said that there's 900 tickets or 900 wristbands after her mm-hmm. in that same area. So I remember the day before going on to Reddit and people started making these groups where uh, they would take shifts because you're able to save places for five people at a time. Mm-hmm. And dude, I think around 9, 9.30 uh, at night, there was a bunch of people coming to the front of the line and that's where all the people were saving uh, spots for other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that 400 spot um, in front of us was probably because of that. And I-, I think it's kind of unfair for a lot of the people that were in the back of us. I think, you know, Comic-Con should do something about this instead of doing five, maybe do three, which makes total t- I, more total sense. Know, I do it. I would just go as far as one person can resolve, reserve space for one other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one on one, um, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. It, it, because the the more opportunity you Comic Con gives um, to people to form these groups, uh, the more people are going to get screwed over. If you're part of a smaller group mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to get screwed over, um, and yeah, like I mean, you you're, you dedicate the time to you miss out pretty much. You sacrifice your Friday. Yeah, I, I sacrifice. Yeah, my Friday. Yep. Yeah. To to try to get into that Saturday panel, which yeah, it was hot. It was hot. I can tell you that it, it's freaking hot. Excuse me, sir. I was wearing my freaking uh, flight suit. <laughs> Don't tell me about how hot it was. <laughs> no, I was in the sun, and you were in the sun for like two hours. I was in the sun. No, you were lining up for something for the indigo think, uh, indigo ballroom. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but pretty much uh, the, the the that convention, we only saw each other the the first two hours yeah first two hours and then the last then the two last hours two hours <laughs> uh yeah. we, we barely interacted <laughs> for the entire weekend. yeah i didn't even see you at uh at our airbnb which is kind of crazy so. uh okay so yeah yeah so so my friday uh i mean you and i and your wife we got into we went straight to the the, the show floor um mm-hmm. and we tried to get in line for what was that what was that store called uh tokidoki tokidoki we, we we got just there in time because i think we were like the end of the cutoff Mm-hmm. Um and after the Tokidoki thing, we kind of just split up because I'm like, oh, I need to go pick up some stuff from mm-hmm. uh, Toddland for my friend, mm-hmm. uh, which I regret. It. Holy crap! The, the they made it seem so easy uh, online. Oh, just stop mm-hmm. by, and pick up your thing. Don't worry about the line. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that turns out I actually did have to get in line, and they did cap it. They weren't supposed. They weren't going to cap it for people that had reservations, but they did cap it. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, so so when I was getting in line, you guys were like, "Oh, we're gonna go uh, get in line for 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 Hall H." H. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, that's fine. Go ahead." 
so I got in line, stuff like that. Did, did like my shopping, walked around, um, ran into Josias, um, and we went to go get something to eat. Uh, that's where we actually uh, met up with one of our listeners, uh, uh, Lupe. Uh, we had that that kind of sh- that Shark Week thing that they had going outside. It was a Discovery or? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went over there to, to check out the food trucks. Bomb food, expensive as hell, and hot. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, in that food area, I had to point out one thing: those were not Comic Con people, because. So so they they had limited seating, right? It's just like a few mm-hmm. a few benches, like a little pe- like picnic benches um mm-hmm. set up. And there was like you know, three, four people per table and they tried to hog the entire table. And I'm like, yeah, you're in a freaking San Diego Comic Con, like you can't be a holes like that. You cannot have to like share the space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so it's like yeah, finally make me decide we found out a place to sit and eat. Um, I got to unzip my flights a little bit, let breathe out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ventilation, uh, yeah, ventilation. Um, and yeah, like I mean, people like they saw. I was like, oh, do you, can, we, can we sit? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and sit down. Like, if there's space, go ahead and sit down. But I think like that's the difference. Like, you know, you know, Comic Con geeks, they know how bad it gets, and they're willing to like squeeze yeah, people in. You need to look out for each other. But like, you know, f- people who are locals. They don't understand. Locals they don't know how it feels. Locals or the ones that didn't try to like hard enough to buy the tickets or badges mm-hmm. for for Comic Con. Clearly, they're just people like that wandered to to San Diego to see what it was. But yeah. Anyways, uh, so I was outside there for a couple hours. We were eating, um, and then yeah, I went to go line up for Indigo Room. Uh, I was mm-hmm. trying to get in line for uh, Boss Burgers and Archer. Uh, Did you get in? I got into the last last couple minutes of bob's burger oh which okay. was enough for me because i got a little pin <laughs> little oh nice pin. that's cool um that's cool. <clears throat> and the, the the group was still there because the next group was archer so this is it was pretty much just like the same like uh what's his, uh b john benjamin or what's his name is uh, john mm-hmm. john but judgment whatever um and like i mean that's pretty much what i wanted to see i wanted to see that guy just be uh talking about you know making the bob's burger voice an archer voice Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but the, the, I got so lucky because a lot of the people in front of me they gave up. They they were in line. I literally probably like forty people ahead of me, uh, waiting in line for the Bosberger panel. They didn't think that anybody was gonna leave the room before mm-hmm. Archer, so they bailed. And at the last like couple minutes, I think those people are trying to line up for the Marvel panel the next day. That's why they left. <laughs> I don't know. No, th- I mean, I heard them talking. They were like, "Well, I mean, if we make it in. I mean, we're probably just can like not gonna make it in. Just you know, should we just go to see, check out the floor." I'm like, ah. and they're like, "Okay, cool, whatever." They mm-hmm. walked out, which worked out for me because yeah, like the at the end they let in like another forty people like to try to squeeze in as much as they could for the last panel. Yeah, at, at these um, events in Comic Con, you never really know. No, and that's the thing. It, it's a hit or miss. It's a 50-50. They, they do whatever they want and when they want. So it's really hard to tell uh, and how to do Comic-Con every every year. It's different every year. I don't know if people say it's the same thing every year. It's not. No, it's it's really not. And uh, But one thing that stays the same is it's all give and take, risk, risk decisions. Um, mm-hmm. You can plan out your day as best you can. You can... Uh, have highlight all the stuff you want to see, but really you're gonna have to sacrifice stuff. 
and something's not going to pay mm-hmm. off. Sometimes it's amazing because then you you get you get into something that you didn't think you'd you check out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to see the Archer panel, which they showed the season finale of Archer nineteen ninety nine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's funny because like the the guys like um, they they talked about the ship, uh, the the mm-hmm. the spaceship, uh, how they got the name, and. Spoiler alert! It's actually the the spaceship's code. I forgot, I can't think off the top of my head. Is actually the same code that they use for uh, that the guy that the creator of Archer used in college to buy weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he said that his weed dealer would have a number or like a pager number, or whatever, and you would you'd use your personal ID code, which is the one that he used. Uh, and that's how the, 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 the dealer knew who you were and that you weren't a cop. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. They had a whole system. There. Yeah. They had a whole system. Like, damn, that's really intricate. Like a drug dealer. Um, mm. and then, uh, he's, he's like, you know what? Since we're, since we're, I'm, I'm just talking about stuff that I promised myself I wouldn't say, I'm just going to show you guys the, the last 15 minutes of, of the, the last episode. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. um, wow. Yeah. It, that's funny. It was, it was hilarious. It was what a great way to, uh, move into, Showing the last uh, last fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out. And I, and I got a free shirt. Actually, I got two free shirts, um, mm-hmm. which I gave one to my brother because he's a he's a Archer fan. He's too. a big Archer fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not because he's our Archie, Archie, Archie. Yeah, Archie, Archie, Archie. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what else I did after that. Uh, I went. I'm trying to blank. I think you called it a day, right? I, I think you went back to the floor and then you called it a day. Yeah, I oh, oh, I went to, yeah I went back to the floor. I met up with Josiah, but but I was a bitch to find Josiah again because he he was in line mm-hmm. to get some something signed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we we went back because uh, the floor was closing. I think closed at seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back, got back to the Airbnb, uh, changed and went out to eat. And that's when we had dinner with uh, our listener Lupe again. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool. She's really nice, really sweet. Really, like it was nice talking to her. I mean, like we'd see her in the comments and on and Twitter and stuff like that. So it's nice to meet the somebody put a face put a face to to the text and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and yeah, we got back, dude. I was exhausted. You know, day one, I was sun. Kind of, you know, you know how it feels like when you're just like drained from the sun itself, like the heat. Yeah. I, I know exactly. Well, you're Florida, yeah, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I should know better. Um, yeah. yeah, I just got back and I told Josiah, I'm like, because because uh, your family was there, they're like their their friends were there for like drinking, mm-hmm. having fun, and so it's just like, dude, I'm exhausted, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be antisocial right now. Like, I hope they don't get offended. <laughs> like, but yeah. I'm I'm just wanna kind of. I've been around a crowd of people all day. I really just want time to myself. Yeah. And Josiah is like, you know, I agree with you, dude. I'm I'm on the same page as you. Within half an hour, that guy was outside. <laughs> he's partnered <laughs> up with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, I knocked out. I I honestly didn't hear anything. Anything you guys were like talking about or like saying or anything like that. I just felt like a baby. Wow, that's insane. Were you guys loud? Like super loud? Oh yeah, dude. It was so loud. I was like. How are they? How are they sleeping through this right now? We're, we're freaking loud, <laughs> especially the kids, because uh, the kids were slamming doors and uh, brushing their teeth and running around the house and playing tag. I don't know, but it, it was that crazy, dude. Yeah. But 
I I guess you slept through it. Yeah, no, I I slept like a baby. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> next day, um, I wake up and I I didn't even set my alarm. I realized that because I woke up mm-hmm. and uh, Josiah, I guess, woke up at the same time I did, and I start I just started getting ready, and he goes like, "Hey, uh, did Anton come back? Or is like like is Anton gonna like, is Anton go, like going uh, this morning?" And I, that's when I looked at my phone. I just see your text from me going saying. Just go without us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you got no, you guys go first. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess he'll catch up with us. Okay. So your Fridays uh sounds like, you know, you, you had a pretty good half I mean, you, you you had a good time. Um besides lining up and not having a good time, <laughs> I was able to check out the Netflix panel uh in Hall H. Mm-hmm. So we got to see The Witcher. Um which is a, it's based on a novel and also a video game. Um, and it stars Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, dude, this show looks really good. They showed a lot of clips uh, throughout this uh, panel. And we got to understand how big of a gamer Henry Cavill is. I mean, when you say gamer, I mean, what, what, what platform? Uh, I don't think he said what platform because I don't think smart uh, man. He, yeah, smart. It's a very smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick way to divide your fan base. <laughs> uh, I think it's PlayStation, but um, I think it's Xbox. No, I think it's PlayStation. Uh, Superman. Uh, it's, it's Xbox. <laughs> okay, so when he heard that uh, they were going to fund for a movie or or a TV show called The Witcher, mm-hmm. which is based on the video game. Uh, Henry told his his agent to call the studio and ask that he wants to play the main character, um, Geralt, whatever it takes. It doesn't matter what happens. He wants to play this character. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is they haven't even wrote a script yet. They haven't casted anybody. And they're already announcing they, it? <laughs> yeah, they, they just said, hey, uh, we're going to do this a show and we're gonna start writing it now but they haven't even wrote it yet but then his agent would call every single day they cast uh, they uh, did a casting call of 130 different Geralt's and um, yeah they ended up saying all right fine we'll pick you Henry and uh, he was pretty happy and he said that he played every single uh, Witcher game that came out and uh, that was one of the reasons why he wanted this role so bad. So it's kind of cool hmm. to hear that you know he he he's very enthusiastic and he's a big gamer. So uh, yeah, I guess that's a good thing. But from looking at the clips so far, and you've probably seen the trailer already. Damn, it's way up there. I'm I'm super excited. Uh, stoked, stoked. Yeah. So then uh, after the Witcher panel, uh, I got to do a little sneak peek of dark crystal uh which is the new tv uh, new netflix uh series based on the old movie that came out um years and years and years and years ago so this is going to be a prequel to the movie okay and back then when the movie came out it was kind of very different because when we talk about Muppets or think about Muppets, we always think about, you know, Sesame Street or like um, 
the Muppets, yeah, uh, Kermit the Frog, but we never really think about like what happens if it goes into a darker direction. Uh, not like the movie that came out last year. That that was kind of weird. Um, uh, well, what about uh the 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 remake of Ses- oh, not Sesame oh, the Muppet Show with uh um God I'm putting out his name the guy from from How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah yeah. I- yeah, that that wasn't that dark. I mean, it's a comedy. It's gritty. <laughs> it's gritty. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dark Crystal is uh, very interesting because it's a, a, a sci-fi a fantasy, but based on uh, Muppet characters. Um, and yeah, so then uh, this uh, prequel, dude, it is so good. They they they. It looks like they spent so much heart and soul into making this series. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of people handcraft everything, so they did everything the old-fashioned way, the old Jim Henson way, and um, the the cast is probably a great cast that that that, that they casted for this one. They have uh, Taron Egerton, mm-hmm. which is the guy, the kid from um, uh, Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. They have Anya Taylor Joy, who is from Split. You seen Split, right? Yes. Uh, and also Natalie, Natalie, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. which is from Game of Thrones. She played um, uh, her name. So uh, let me look something really quick. So go ahead. Yeah. So, dude, uh, the trailer looks like it's so much action, and I think whatever they did for this show, it's gonna pay off. I'm super excited, and I think it comes out uh, this month. On the thirtieth, uh, I'm just trying to remember something. So, uh, Taron uh, Egerton, mm-hmm. um, he w- he was casted as something, or Rocketman. No, um, what the hell? Why can't I find Robin Hood? No, it's a new upcoming project. I don't know if he's in talks or Dark Crystal Rocketman. Hmm. I don't know. I look, I look up. He was casted for. He was. He was interested in something, or he was. They were, they were looking at for something, and then they were like, "Wait, no, that's not him." Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to look it up. Um, so, is that the experience you did too, or was that separate? Oh, the experience. I I I was gonna go back, but I mean, it was too far. Is it? Was it the one right in the middle of the show floor, or is it, was that just a, a booth? Uh yeah, I think that was uh the one on the show floor. It, it, it's an experience. You get to go and see uh I think there's an animated muppet in there. Uh oh yeah, and we got to see the first episode. And dude, I want to tell you about it, but I don't want to spoil anything. It's freaking epic. It feels like you're watching a movie as a TV show. Uh oh, here's what it was. <laughs> Taron Egerton might be joining the MCU. Uh, originally people, people were guessing, ex, uh, Wolverine. Interesting. Uh, but I don't know. C- Cinema Blend saying it's not going to be Wolverine, but I mean, th- I saw some concepts of him as Wolverine. Nah, not that far off. Not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one I was trying to think of. I'm like, God damn it. Like there was some news, MCU news. What about Keanu Reeves as no. Wolverine? No. I mean, they have pictures of it because they they talked about it. They have pictures of him with the mutton chops and all that, but like, no, like he's not he's not ripped. He's not like bulked out. Okay, you need to be stocky to be Wolverine. Look at the old school <laughs> comics. 
No. Yeah. Okay. By the way, <laughs> props to some of those uh uh Keanu cosplays I saw on the show floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one literally just looked like Keanu, like no costume, like no like no specific uh uh movie, just Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> I told uh I told Justice I'm like that's legit, and he goes, I thought you were a Keanu fan. I'm like, still legit. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude uh what about your saturday what did you do on saturday so saturday uh got up early oh that's when my all right my brother he met up with us he for the first time in his life he was not late he showed up at seven fifteen, like he said he would uh mm-hmm. just in time because me and just walked out of the house and as soon as we walked out he was parking his car and we were uh, about to head out to the convention uh i got in line for ballroom 20 and uh because the, the bottom twenty they're gonna be showing a preview of batwoman uh mm-hmm. let me have a list here which you got to see which i got to see the first episode uh the simpsons the uh american dad and the orville um and then i was gonna carry on to other cw shows like arrow um and and uh supergirl mm-hmm. so batwoman i got to see that first episode I dude, it it's very arrow like, and I, I I dig it. And the the mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit of cheese, but it works. You eat it all up. Yeah, it it <laughs> works. And I think I, I'm one of the concerns I had, and you can go back and pre on other episodes as they were announcing uh, Ruby Rose as the first LGBTQ actress casted as an LGBTQ uh, superhero. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern was that that's what the character was going to become. Like that was their, mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole thing, like it's going to be, they're going to be like, smashing their heads over with it. And one of the people on the panel, well, the first the episode, it, it explains her love interest. It explains her history. Um, and much like in arrow, how they keep going back to the Island to like mm-hmm. kind of, kind of explain why he knows certain things or how he 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 became the way he is uh they're gonna keep cutting back to her at this like private military school Mm -hmm. um where she met her love interest uh so i was like okay guy or girl girl yeah um they got they got kicked or she she got kicked out because they caught they caught her making out with each other anyways Mm -hmm. um so i let me put it I was like, okay, cool. Like, the, I get it. They have to establish her love interests. Okay, she's lesbian. Okay. Um, but one of the questions somebody asked, and it was like, what, like second or, or second or third question, uh, a woman asked, "Oh, like how if this, is this going to be a positive LGBTQ two character uh, LGBTQ character, or um?" Uh, like there's gonna be different situations that they can present it blah 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 like how like you know what kind of pretty much saying like how is this how is this character gonna be uh our our poster child for you know for all lgbtq community members and one of the producers or actually you know the writer the head writer for the show she says she's not like that like yes she's lesbian but that's not all she is that's just one part of her like that's like you know that's that like that's not her whole identity like we're not going to keep bashing people's heads over like they, she is what it is we move on yes there's mm-hmm. stories the part of the story touches on that but it's not the whole story 
to me, that gave me hope for this show. Because I'm like, cool, they're actually going to focus on the story. They're going to focus on the character, not just going to focus on one aspect of her identity. So, mm-hmm. cool. Like, that that made me more enjoy it more. Uh, the suit looks badass. Uh, that being said, so the suit she takes from Batman in that universe. There mm-hmm. is a Batman, uh, and he retires, disappears, goes away, whatever. For some reason, he's not in the picture. She discovers the suit. The suit is supposed to be made for a guy, and I swear the suit before it's even modified for her has boobs. <laughs> I told my brother, and my brother's like, maybe just like really rep pecs. I'm like, dude, those are boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Bruce Wayne had really big, you know, um, I don't know, muscular muscles there. I don't know. I think maybe the it wasn't in their budget to make two two different suits. So they just kind of like mm-hmm. they, they didn't light it as well before they 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 said they modified it. Um mm-hmm. but you can tell that the suit is not going to be her final suit. Uh it's been it's going to be slowly uh modified over time because in the one mm-hmm. in the first episode, you know how in the picture they show her with like that red wig or red hair and stuff like that. Uh no, in this first episode, it's just full on mask helmet kind of uh the no hair popping out mm-hmm. it looks really weird <laughs> yeah because you know okay. yeah because i mean it, it's, it's her head smaller but the helmet the, the the mask or the helmet is huge so it looks very she looks like an alien very bulbousy head mm-hmm. uh but yeah, no, I, I like the show though I, I i really think it has it's somewhere between uh arrow and supergirl so i'm kind of curious to see mm-hmm. how, how good they do with this um that's cool yeah super excited yeah, uh, I wonder. I I'm a, I'm a, I'd say I'm a fan of Ruby Rose, so I'm kind of excited to see what she has to bring. Yeah, she's a badass. I am sad that they didn't bring any of the cast members because apparently they're still filming, and they're mm-hmm. on a very tight schedule because I think it's supposed to premiere in November. Mm. It's off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. So it was just the the producer and the head writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the other panels I got to sit through is uh, The Simpsons, American Dad, and The Orville. No big announcements there. Um, it's just cool seeing uh, uh, Matt Groening just be cool with his fans. Like he was mm-hmm. legit handing out ske- like hand sketches, like those big like sketch port uh, sketch pads size, whatever. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's just handing it out, and it's uh it was moderated by uh, uh, Yardley Smith, the voice of uh, Lisa Simpson. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, they got one of the characters, one of the actresses to moderate it. She knows the cast. She knows the right questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she did a great job. Uh, she even made a joke after the first uh, person that asked the question uh, got a, like, got the, like one of the sketches. Uh, Yardley said, well, there you go. Kids tuition right there. <laughs> <laughs> Kids college tuition right there for you. And mm-hmm. my brother's like, holy crap, it's true. He can literally write his own money. <laughs> well, I want to fund my own, my own, my next project. I'm just going to draw a few characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, oh, they did talk about the Simpsons movie. And cause oh, they're doing the second one. No, that's well, they, I mean, they want to, but they talked about the, the nightmare that the first one was. Yeah. I, I heard it was a big process that they had to go through and, um, so they had to pitch everything they had to write everything in advance and they had to get everything approved not just that but they never hired a second art team so 
so while the current production uh people like the artists the writers the voice actors all that while they're doing their stuff for the show the current show the show Mm -hmm. their their free time was for the movie they're doing Mm -hmm. double time so like the the matt graining says like yeah like that's something that they all they love the final product but they hated those months that were where they had to do both Mm-hmm. um so it's just like yeah so if they ever do it again they're going to they're going to change it up um uh and people did ask uh is futurama, futurama coming back and <laughs> matt graney did a poor job of phrasing he says well i mean kind of and everybody's like oh futurama's coming back and he's like no 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 no, it's not coming back i'm just talking about and he's talking about the uh the netflix series um uh, what's it called uh enchanted enchanted disenchanted disenchantment or disenchanted Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, disenchanted um he's like no no it's like i just meant that's kind of like the futurama reunion because it's pretty much all the same voice actors except for yeah uh uh i'm breaking her name the girl from from uh or the woman from um uh mary uh mary with children uh i blanked out too sorry katie katie seagal yeah katie seagal katie seagal yeah, it's like except for her, like other than that, like it's pretty much the same cast. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, it's like, and then like the rest of the time was just promoting, he was promoting the show. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. my, I'm, other than that, uh, American Dad, The Orville, no big announcements except for uh, American Dad's going to get a an app, kind of mm-hmm. like um, Simpsons. No, Tap? no, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I was scared of. No, it's more like um, uh, crap. What's it called? Uh, Fallout. That app. That app where you kind of build a base. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, except you're build. Except it's a bunch of Roger clones playing different <laughs> roles, and you're building a base uh-huh. to protect from an alien invasion. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the main thing on that. Like, dude, Seth MacFarlane is hilarious. Um, Always. Yeah, he, he's so he's so nonchalant, but also very. You can tell he's over the geek questions. Because he was not scared mm-hmm. to call out some of the stupid questions he got. Mm-hmm. Um, the One of the questions for the Orville, they asked, like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, is this character going to uh, come back to the crew and blah, blah, blah in the third season? And he goes, so, like, you want me to just tell you what happens in the whole third season? Like, just ruin it for everybody? Like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, sure. I'm like, he's not going to tell you. He's not going to spoil this freaking season before it comes out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that was a stupid question, but I just, I just like that he's very candid. He wasn't trying to be nice about it, but it's mm-hmm. so funny. But all right, that's on. um, I think that was pretty much my Saturday. Then, because afterwards I just met up with you guys. So, mm-hmm. what was your Saturday like? So since I didn't get into a Hall H on Saturday, how bitter uh, were you? I, <laughs> I uh, try to you know make a lot of time on uh, uh, getting the whole experience down. Uh, I was able to go to the Amazon Prime video uh, event outside. It's kind of cool. It, it's got like a their own little block um, where they have like a, a lot of grass. And uh, they built uh, a couple of experiences for each of their shows that they're promoting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can uh, go line up for the new show called The Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, which is about superheroes and uh, how uh, ju- sometimes the- ju- Justice Sorry. Justice League gone bad. It's not gone bad. It's more like gone Hollywood. <laughs> not gone Hollywood, but like uh, 
you know how like sometimes you think who cleans up all those webs that you know spider-man slings uh in new york who cleans all that up or uh, uh no you know those times no okay first of all no it's it you're way off on <laughs> on it it's legit like um if superheroes were celebrities because they're they're yes they're superheroes but they have agents that sign contracts with cities so you know which superhero protects what city and there's it's no commercialized yeah it's commercialized there you go and there's no like and the whole concept of the boys is who holds these who holds them accountable for uh you know hurting people or just being a-holes and i love the artwork that was all around mm-hmm. comic-con um because i mean they showed like uh, their version of like superman slash captain america uh called uh homelander um mm-hmm. Of him, like, kind of, like, grinning and, like, doing, like, laser laser eyes or whatever. And, like, okay, cool. Like, kind of, like, uh, retro-looking art. But if you look closely where his beams are going, he's chopping off, like, part of the body parts or heads of civilians. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I did. So I, do you want to talk about the show now? Or, yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah. I, I, have you seen it? I saw the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like how they... Um, okay, so this is produced by... And written? Uh, I'm not really sure if it's written, but I know it's produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, I think, mm-hmm. is uh, the writer. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I really <laughs> like where the concept is going with this show. Um, it really shows a different type of uh, view on real-life superheroes. Like, wh- what happens if there are real-life well, superheroes. The when we first heard the description, uh, when I, we were talking to Josias, I told him this is pretty much Lex Luthor's fear of Superman. This is how mm-hmm. he how he views Superman. Like, cool, he's he's here, he's protecting, he's saving people. What happens when he changes his mind? What happens? Like, who can who's able to stop him if he ever decides to become a villain or become you know not save us? Uh, mm-hmm. Same here. These superheroes are a holes they're mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck they're celebrities mm-hmm. they have privilege uh there's a, a rape scene i mean a not not mm-hmm. very graphic rape scene in the first episode but mm-hmm. yeah it's there yeah it's yeah. there also shout out to yeah. dan trachtenberg for that directing that one yeah <laughs> very tastefully done sir. uh yeah i really thought that the show wasn't going to be that great but uh, i'm enjoying it so far uh i i really like the the whole take on 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 all that where the story is going um, but I guess, um, more to that later on, we'll probably talk about that more, uh, as we watch the show. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, if you're at the Amazon prime video, uh, event, they have an area where you can line up for the boys and what you can do there is they take you into the electronic shop. Um, and they give you a little tour and I think, uh, they give you like, um, uh, an experience of like uh, what super what what invisible guy looks like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> invisible, <laughs> um, and then I got to experience the carnival row um, experience. So uh, when I was in line, they basically give you a card. Mm-hmm. Um, you can either be human or creature. So 
when it's your turn to get into the event, they have a person standing there. He looks like he's a policeman. Uh, and it looks like you're going through immigration. Like you just got off the ship. And uh, you have to show your pass. Uh-huh. So uh, if you're human, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, come on. Come on in. Oh, yeah, you're human. Oh, great. And then if you're a creature, he's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you can't come in here. Actually, you know what? Get back in the line. Get back in the line. So that very very subtle uh, social commentary there. <laughs> Societal yeah. commentary. So <clears throat> Yeah, so then uh, I was human, so I got to go through. And the first hu- area that Human get- privileged. Yeah, human privilege. Uh, it's great to be privileged. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I walked around uh, the food market. I'm guessing that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this little door on the side. And you hear this lady saying, hey, you, come over here. Psst, come over here. So my wife and I, we went over there. And she opened the door to us. And inside was a bar. And it wasn't just a bar. It was a brothel. Ooh. There was a live show going on. There was someone uh, singing in the middle of the stage. And uh, the cool thing about this place is you can sit anywhere. You can go anywhere. You can even sit at the bar and talk to the bartender. Um, And I really like this experience because this kind of tells you what they can do in the future at at any of the theme parks. Because all of these people are hired actors that are using uh, their improv skills to be able to immerse yourself into the experience. So my wife and I sat down uh, at this um, roundabout chair and uh, this girl who was a creature, she was working there. She would come up and talk to us. She'd be like, oh yeah, check this out. There's this uh, woman right here. She's going to be singing something for us. And, uh, you know, just so you know, she's one of the best singers that we've, ever had and in, 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 and you should check it out so we would watch and then all of a sudden out of nowhere this other girl comes over uh she took my wife away from me and took her to towards the vip room and i was like oh my god she's getting a free show that's not fair um but anyways, and now you're divorced uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they were going that way but then uh uh they, they stopped halfway and then she's pointing to the wall and on the wall, there's a little hole. There's a, a, a little peephole. So she tells my wife to look through there. And uh, I, my wife looks at me and tells me to come over. I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'll stay here. And she comes back. So anyways, um, it was a picture inside, kind of like a peep show. So we're experiencing uh, the lady singing and everything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, from the front door, you hear someone come in and bash on the door. And a girl comes in and says, you gotta hide me. Um, they're chasing after me. I, I, I gotta hide. So then she hides, and then uh, the police comes in, following, and they say, "Have you seen this girl uh, that just ran in here?" And everyone's like, not talking. The whole place is all quiet. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, <clears throat> "All right, who doesn't belong here needs to get out." Yeah, I'm talking to you. All you out. So we got kicked out of the the brawl. It's like clear everybody out. <clears throat> so it's kind of cool it's a whole experience how long was it total how, how long was the whole experience yeah. uh i think it was about a good 15 minutes that's pretty that's really good for a, a convention usually they want yeah they, yeah usually they just want to walk people through yeah everything was so detailed like when you're in there it felt like you're actually in a uh a tavern uh bar slash like uh 
uh, strip club, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, I just remember we did something else on Saturday at the end of the day. Was one more, okay. one more, ex, uh, ex, what's it called? Ex, not experience. Uh, Alliance. No, no, but no, but was the I, I install installments, installments, installations, yeah. installations. There you go. That's mm-hmm. so weird that they. I don't know. Anyways, they they call it activation. Activations. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. that's very weird to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, it is. Um, yeah, we can see Stanley's Alliance. Uh, this is the Audible original. We've talked about before. I think when we're when we do our Audible. Uh, plug um mm-hmm. and yeah it's a stanley's alliance a trick of light uh audiobook available on audible and i don't mm-hmm. really know much about it we did the experience um i'll let you take over because i don't know where to go from here <laughs> like, i don't i don't know how to explain the experience okay so the experience that we went through was kind of like a uh a, a visual slash more audible version of um like you're listening to the story Mm -hmm. and you're listening to what's going on uh but the visuals only aid so much yeah um they didn't want to have the visuals take over too much uh, of the audio because uh the audio is what they're trying to promote um so instead of doing like a video or a presentation or with people in it uh, just looking at lights yeah and it's aiding what we're listening to so the lights changes to what uh, what we're listening to uh so i guess this is uh, a story about um uh what was it i i know it has something to do with hacking yeah i think um, it, and then that's what i was trying to figure out because uh, there was there were little audible clues mm-hmm. uh that you had a piece together and not really a maze just kind of separated uh segments of the story and you wander mm-hmm. through trying to plug it in and now thinking about it i think what we're supposed to do i, I think with experience supposed to be we're in the the dark web yeah we're in the dark web okay took me three weeks to realize that <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah because it's a, a server we're going through a server mm-hmm. yeah that's and that's what i was thinking back to like because it, it's it's fluorescent orange rubber cords hanging from the ceiling to kind of create like illusions of walls um and random bar- binary code on the walls uh with mm-hmm. little random words in there uh and you walk into little segments and you press you stand on a certain pad and a clip will play for you and it'll give you a clue about what's going on mm-hmm. so basically it, it's uh it's about the relationship between humankind, science, and technology. So that's why we're able to uh, understand, like, you know, um, there's a person that's going through the dark web and uh, everything has to do, has to connect to each other. And I think that's the most interesting thing about this whole thing is it's implementing everything in life uh, together. And I think that's what's interesting about this uh this series mm-hmm. is that stan lee is interested in something like this you know like he wasn't only interested in uh superheroes he was also interested in uh telling well, good stories yeah so he he's interested in complex characters mm-hmm. so i i haven't had a chance to check it out um i suddenly enter it 
I think Josias, and I'm sorry, Josias, I'm behind on your episodes. I think he covered it on an episode of the Comic Syndicate. So uh, mm-hmm. look that up um, to get his take on it. And eventually, Anton and I will get to it. But yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or, actually, uh, since we're running along, Anton, you won't cut off here and just save our movies for for next episode? Sure. I mean, uh, we're going to have a lot of movies next episode. I'm going to yes. catch up on a lot of stuff so uh let me just uh touch up on one last thing before sure. uh we wrap up the comic-con section mm-hmm. uh, i also got to see the snowpiercer um panel which is a tv show based on a movie and also uh graphic novels in in france the movie with uh chris evans right yeah chris evans you've seen it right uh i've seen it i've seen it I saw the trailer on Amazon, I mean, on Netflix. I still haven't checked it out. Okay, you have to check it out. It's probably one of the best movies so, that that never really hit that hard in the movie theater. I, I haven't um, even looked up what it is. Is it like kind of dystopian kind of future? Like, okay, like so a, in, in the future, um, our whole world became an ice age. So the only people happens. that were left were on this train. And... Uh, Every single train has... If the train uh, goes below 45 miles an hour, it explodes. No, it just keeps going. It, uh, it has a power to keep going because that's what so it does. It's, it pierces through the snow. Um, is that it speed has the power to locomotion? Do that. Locomotion? <laughs> no, it doesn't stop at all. It just keeps going. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the whole world, there's only a small population that made it through uh, to the train. So each train has different classes, um, and uh, each train has different uh, uh, uses. So there's like a farm on one of them. There's a club in one of them. There's a, a fine dining in one of them. Um, there is so it's a okay, colony. So, it's a colony on tracks. Yeah, and the poor people were never part of the equation. They were never supposed to be on the train, but they found their way through, and they pushed their way through, and. They were put on the very last train of uh, the whole entire fleet. Um, so the TV show is more in depth than the movie. Um, the The graphic novel was very long, but then the 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 movie itself was trying to cram so many things in there. Uh, even though they did so much in the movie, uh, I think they did a lot of justice uh, to keeping to the original. But um, the TV show will be a lot more in depth of uh, every single train that they're going through because there's so many. Well, so no, um, no matter how good a movie is, it's still mm-hmm. very limited time to explain a complex backstory. Yeah, and I'm happy that you know the the director of of the the movie is actually one of the producers for this uh, this TV series, and his, his name is uh, Bong Joon Ho, and dude. He came to the set of this TV series and he almost cried. He he said it was so much more harder to do the, the movie than the TV show. The reason why is they have so much more budget now that yeah. they can keep building different sets. And what he had to do was every time every time okay, they shot in um in uh, uh in the exact order that you see the movie in uh-huh. when they shot the movie. So every time they go into a different train, they would scrap everything on set and then redress the whole entire set because the whole whole entire set is the train. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wait, so no reshoots then? If or reshoots would be very expensive. No, so, so let's say if they needed go they needed to go back to the uh the other train, they would have to scrap everything and redress it again. That's a that's a nightmare. But, yeah, so then for the T V version they have like multiple sets. So it's kinda crazy that they Yeah. Uh, because also for the TV one, they depending on the episode need, they might go revisit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. dude, I, I'm pretty excited for the cast too because um, uh, I, I got to see uh, David Diggs, which I'm a, a pretty big fan of uh, Hamilton, uh, the Broadway show. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one that played um, uh, Jefferson, and uh, yeah, he's just getting pretty good roles now and. Uh, I'm so excited to see him in a uh, show playing one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer Connelly is also in this show. Uh, it's kind of different for her. She's always done movies. I've never seen her in TV shows before. So uh, uh, yeah, that's kind of you're different. right. Try to think through it. I don't think I remember from any from any shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got two pretty heavy hitters for this series. Do I'm we know really excited. Out? Uh, it is coming out uh, next year, I think. Uh, let's see. It is coming out, I think, in the spring. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So early, early 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds good. All right, Anton. Uh, since we're going to be holding off on our movies, <clears throat> our very movie-filled episode 108, uh, <clears throat> let's cut it off here. And if people want to... Welcome us back after our nice little vacation. How can I do that? They can do that by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, maybe buy a sticker, t-shirt, maybe a hat. Uh, and also, if there was something that we mentioned on the episode or something that uh, is on our Twitter or Instagram, uh, they can click anywhere on the link and it'll take them to Amazon just to give us a little kickback if anything is being purchased. So that's always good. Yep. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, always posting little memes, news stories, or just cool videos that we find. Uh, I think that I posted the Top Gun trailer, which we didn't talk about, but I loved. Mm -hmm. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't think it? Anyways. It didn't show much, but yeah. It looks pretty I, cool. They had the original, well, not the exact same score, but the the dun, that 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 initial mm -hmm. intro. That's all mm -hmm. they need. I was hooked. Okay. Right. Um, also, you can send us an email to mail at the two oc dot com. Mm -hmm. All right. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the 2OC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And of course, we talked about Alliance. Um, there is actually a code on there. Are you giving that away, or no? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you giving maybe yours next away? episode? Yeah, I actually am gonna give my code away uh, next episode. Or actually, you know what? Let's do a uh, little raffle or something. I don't know. Uh, whoever right. replies back to us, uh, and we'll pick a winner. Uh, all right, I'll I'll try to see if I can set something up for next episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, um, all right, but yeah, but if you don't win, uh, we recommend you check that one out on Audible. Mm -hmm. Audible. Uh, what do they go for that free trial? Oh, I already did that already. Oh, okay, cool. 
I don't know if mm-hmm. he said that, finished that spiel or not. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, I'm tired, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm very tired too. <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. All right, good to be back. Good to be back. Just, just like riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>